Poise for Exit is a show for business owners who want to achieve a successful exit based on their own terms. Your business exit will likely be the biggest financial transaction of your life, and for most, you'll have one shot at doing it right. The topics and guests we feature and the stories they share will provide valuable ideas and strategies to improve operations and grow enterprise value so you can achieve the best possible exit outcome. Now, here's your host, award-winning certified exit planning advisor, Julie Keys. Welcome everyone to Poised for Exit, the podcast show for business owners. Today, we are featuring one of my most favorite and successful financial advisors from a large national firm about how he's grown his practice, especially as it relates to business owners and exit planning. You're not going to want to miss this episode. But first, we're going to hear from our show sponsors, Trust Point Investment and Trust, JAK CPAs, and Sunbelt Business Advisors. Business owners like you are looking for ways to attract and retain great talent. Offering a strong 401k plan can help. TrustPoint will design and manage a 401k plan that fits your company's needs. Their complete solution allows you to focus on your business and not juggle multiple vendor relationships. They will handle everything from the record keeping and investments to employee education to increased participation and ongoing administration. And they take on the highest level of fiduciary responsibility to ensure your 401k plan is compliant. You already have plenty to keep you up at night. Your 401k plan should not be one of them. Let their experts help you with a complete plan solution, saving you time to focus on what you do best, your business. If you're looking for an independent institution that's dedicated to producing results, turn to the professionals at TrustPoint. Visit TrustPointInc.com for more details. For business owners, it can be overwhelming to start planning a transition or exit strategy. But it's so important to avoid unwanted outcomes and unexpected tax bills. The CPAs at JAK, John A. Knutson and Company, can guide you and help make sense of the numbers. Our firm was established over 90 years ago, and we've assisted countless companies with ownership transitions. Leaving your business is a process that takes time. So contact us today to discuss your situation. Visit our website at jakcpa.com. That's jakcpa.com. You wouldn't go deep sea fishing without a guide or skydive without an instructor. So don't sell your business without a broker. Now is a great time to sell a business. Many are selling at a premium. Contact a business broker at sunbeltminnesota.com or call Sunbelt Business Advisors at 612-455-0880 and get a free confidential business valuation so you'll know what your business might be worth. Because selling your business is the biggest financial decision you may ever make. There is a record number of buyers looking for businesses right now. It is a seller's market. You could list, sell, and get more for your business now and start the next successful chapter of your life. Call 612-455-0880 today or visit sunbeltminnesota.com. Minnesota's largest seller of companies. 612-455-0880, sunbeltminnesota.com. Hey, Poised for Exit listeners, let me tell you about an exciting new program that I produced for business owners called Business Transition Readiness Program. The Business Transition Readiness Program, or BTR for short, is an online, self-paced, cost-effective way for you, the business owner, to gain an understanding of what exit planning is, who's involved, and how to get started with the process. 
Learn more about this timely program now at poisedforexit.com. Use promo code BTR50 to receive $50 off your course registration. Welcome back, everyone. Here we are with Jesse Abercrombie with Edward Jones. Jesse, welcome to Poised for Exit. Hi, Julie. Thanks for having me. I'm so glad that you're uh, with us on the show today. I've been wanting to have you on the show for a long time. And, you know, like I said in the intro, I have always respected you ever since we met. And, you know, you do such a great job for your clients. And, you know, the people that listen, right, to this show are business owners and other advisors. And so when it comes to collaboration, I think you're one of the people that does it the best. And we're going to get to that. But before we do... I'd really like to talk with you about your background and how you got to become this well-known, you know, successful advisor with Edward Jones. What got you there? Well, you know, it's interesting. It's business owners. Uh, at, I, at Edward Jones, I started out like most financial advisors in our industry, just getting to meet people uh, in the industry, in the in the actual communities that we serve in, in various industries as well. And I noticed really at the end of my first year, I really enjoyed working with business owners. There was something about the relationships that I was building with the group of people that were in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Uh, and I, I made a decision at the end of my first year as a financial advisor right at 20 years ago to this was the actual area that I wanted to serve most and, and working with the business owners and, and their families because they do have complex needs and, and those needs are always changing. So it uh, 20 years later, I, I'm very happy with the decision that I made. You know, I got to tell you, that is so smart that you chose that path. And the reason why I say that is because most people who are in the field that you're in don't specialize in working with business owners. And, and I don't think it's just because they maybe don't feel like they know enough about entrepreneurship. I think it's because they would perceive business owners as having kind of a delayed gratification in terms of having investable assets, right? You know, we all know that business owners will make some decisions about where they put the money and many times it goes into the business. And we're going to get to that in a second. But I just commend you for, for being that advocate because you are such a business owner's advocate. You know, I'm not trying to get all mushy here or anything like that, but really, you know, I've seen you in action. I've listened to the questions that you ask. They truly come from the heart. You truly care. And boy, after 20 years, I can tell that you as an advisor have really learned, you know, what makes entrepreneurs tick. You ask so many good questions and it's really all about that, isn't it? Yeah, asking the good questions. It it really is, and you have to understand that when you're working with business owners, they went into business for one reason, for that business to really be their financial independence. Now, our work as financial advisors is so important, but I also understand how important their business is. I like to say their business is their baby. And so my first 30 to 45 minutes of our our discovery meetings are really about their business, uncover more about the business and find out really where they're coming from, what drives them, and what, what are the, some of the things that they're concerned about most. And then from there, I feel like I can build a really good wealth management strategy and overall financial plan once I know that foundation and which is their business. No kidding. I can tell that you do a lot of research too, just in how you, the questions that you formulate and how you communicate with them. I think that you're probably asking questions that maybe have never been asked. 
And, and so I would imagine too, that since you became a certified exit planner, like me, you're a SIPA, that that kind of changed things for you as well. So, so let's just speak to that. How, how has that changed your work since you became a certified exit planner? Yeah, so what it does, Julie, it really helps and it really enhances the skills that I use to serve business owner clients. So when you think about the, the clients who own businesses, they really do have unique needs. And my role as their advisor is really to help find out what those needs are and then work on assembling a team of professional advisors outside of myself, like CPAs and attorneys to help provide that succession planning and exit planning advice to get them in the right direction. So, so whether it's an M&A attorney, uh, an investment banker, or someone like you that, that's in that value acceleration space, you know, we all work together with the client to really help identify first the valuation of their company. And then from there, we start working on developing an exit plan. So as their advisor, it's my job to look out for what's most best, you know, what's best for the client. And we we look at different stages of the of where they're at in the planning process, uh, but we're all working as a team to really help one thing, and that's the client achieve their financial goals. That really is kind of the foundation of it all, isn't it? Um, when you're when you're talking about collaborating with professional advisors, we all really have to be rowing in that same direction. We all have to have that client centric philosophy in order for the owner to have their best possible outcome. And I know that that's the case for you. And that's what I strive for in my practice with the people that I recommend my business owners to work with. But if I'm going to identify the most important advisor to the business owner, it will always be the financial advisor. That person is the most important person on the team whether they're in the throes of planning for a transition or not, that is the, you, right? Okay. Are the person who is not only there at the beginning, but you're there in the middle, you're there at the end. You're there when people like me and the M&A attorney go away. You're there from the beginning to the end. You know them the best, you know, their family situation, the best. And I just think that, you know, I say this all the time, whenever I have, someone in your line of work on the show, I always, you know, make sure and emphasize that because I really truly believe it. And, and I think, I think that you're, you know, you really, you know, emanate that like with your practice and and the way that you operate, but, you know, sometimes business owners don't always take the advice that we give. And, and so maybe you could just identify a little bit, what are some of, what are some of the struggles? What are some of the common pitfalls that that you've seen business owners struggle with in trying to save for that that future retirement future nest egg yeah that's a good question so what inter- what's interesting about it is it's common to see owners continue to invest in their business right uh, and we we like to say the companies that don't invest in the business and are just constantly taking money out they're doing distributions every year <laughs> those are known as lifestyle companies right and they're very right. hard to sell uh the opposite end of that spectrum are the ones that are completely putting every dollar back into the company. And it's a good thing to increase the valuation, but you have to have that balance when it comes to saving for retirement. So uh, in some cases, what ends up happening, Julie, is we encounter a business owner who's frustrated, like years like, you know, the early 2000s or the financial crisis, the pandemic, and or even, you know, some of the things we're seeing this year, 
those are times when economic conditions are changing. And it's really important that they have a plan in place, you know, for that downturn. And so one of the biggest mistakes we'll see owners make is just not having the right team of advisors in place when that occurs. And I have long-term clients that I really talk to about making these types of exit plans for, for the year, whether, you know, whether it's now or 10 years down the road, we're working on the exit plan constantly because they're really busy running their business. So it's essential that we make sure that we're protecting their investment and we're planning for the future for them. Well, and I think you shared with me once too, that, that you don't have thousands and thousands of clients. You have what a, a few hundred, is that what you normally maintain? And, and that enables you to be able to give that customized service where you're constantly, you've constantly got a pulse on what's going on in the market and making sure that, you know, things are distributed properly, right? Absolutely. I, my, you know, I always like to say that we try to work with a smaller amount of clients so we can have a larger impact on the clients that we are serving. Mm-hmm. For sure. Well, you know, as we talked about um, just now, how business owners tend to put all their, well, either put all their eggs in that one basket of the business or they pull the money out like it's an ATM. Obviously, we want to try to find a happy medium there, right? And I believe that that's what you were referring to. But, you know, let's kind of maybe get it down a little bit if we could. Could we dissect that and talk about what that might look like? Do you, do you have any recommendations on how a business owner could maybe plan and diversify a little bit before that liquidity event? Yeah, absolutely. So, so one of the reasons, one of the ways we do this is we're kind of constantly evaluating their expenses. Uh, we're making some adjustments to their, you know, the financial strategies that they have in place. So, for example, they may need to take money out of the company uh, every once in a while and just put it on their personal balance sheet. I can think of a client, Bill, uh, who recently just did that. I spoke with a CPA and he said, hey, we've got to get some of the money off the corporate books and we need to put it on the personal balance sheet. And it's, it's important to have that balance so that the investment in the business, they have that balance in the, in the business and they have the balance of investing in themselves. Every company, every business is going to be unique. So that's where a financial advisor comes in and really helps success and adjust those strategies. Because, you know, when we do these gap analysis for the client, our, our primary goal here when we do a gap analysis is just to see when they do retire, how much are they going to need to live on, right? And so if if the company's worth one dollar amount and they have X amount saved up, if that's the gap, if there is a gap, we try to find out what do they need to be saving? And maybe that's where we start looking at a distribution. So for example, if, if a client needs $250,000 on an annual basis, um, you know, we, in, in our industry, we might say, okay, somewhere between five and $6 million would be their need. Well, if their company's worth $2 million and they've got $2 million saved up, we've got a gap, right? Right. And that's what we're solving for in our financial planning is going to be what do we need to do to get that total liquid asset after the sale of the business plus the current assets to allow them to live on that 250 or 300 or whatever that number might be, or whether it's a million, you know, the bigger the number, the more work we're going to have to do. But that's what our work is really invested in is making sure that we understand what the expenses are and we see if there's any potential gaps and we solve for the gaps. Well, and it isn't just that, right? You have to analyze the lifestyle. 
and the future lifestyle. So you really get into, you know, as we call it in exit planning, the life after business planning, obviously, like more than anybody does, you do. Yeah, it's so funny, Julie. I remember the first time I talked to a client, uh, we were talking about all the different advisors, like, you know, the exit planning advisors, the M&A attorney, the labor attorneys even had a conversation about um, uh, a business coach, which I like to affectionately call uh, mental health professionals. You know, these are people that can help them talk about the business uh, after they sell. What are they going to do? Do they have a plan? Because if you run a company for 30 years, um, and, you've, and, and that's all you know, retirement is not going to be easy. So we make sure we have professionals there to help them uh, when they go cold turkey, as, as, as what they say in the industry, when you sell your company after 30 years and you're just retired. Yes, and that's really what it is. And I think that that's why many times business owners will fail retirement. Um, they end up maybe going back into something else. And so I agree 100%. It's really important to identify what those next steps are going to be. So we want them to have a fulfilling next act. I like to call it the next act because entrepreneurs don't ever really stop working. They just go on to something else, right? That's um, exactly right. Those are my favorites. The <laughs> yes. ones that just keep doing something else, um, uh, that way they're, they're, they're constantly focusing on their passions and the things that, they're, that, they, that they have purpose for. So that's what I like about entrepreneurs is this, usually they're not retiring outright. They're constantly doing something. And I think it's the like-mindedness too, right? Because you are a motivated, driven, hardworking, client-centric person, smart. You know, you always stay on the up and up with what's going on in your industry. Entrepreneurs who are very successful are the same way. And and so, you know, like-mindedness attracts. And I think that when someone like you makes recommendations like that, I think that they probably are more prone to listen. So. That's awesome. Maybe things are a little bit better for you now and the dust is kind of settled, but I think maybe over the last month, you probably have getting a, getting a lot of calls from clients um, regarding all the market volatility. So I don't know if, if it makes sense for us to talk about that right now, but I guess we could because you've been doing this for 20 years. And and so, you know, I, I think about my dad, you know, my my dad sold his, I think I told you this a while ago. My dad sold his book of business not too long ago, probably two years ago. It was during COVID. And, and he's in his 80s. Mm-hmm. And, and he hung on for a long time. But it, it was really tough for him because, he, you know, his clients counted on him. And, and, uh, but he was an independent. He was never with a large firm. But it was really tough for him to, to make that decision. And, and then he never got, you know, he didn't have to field all the calls when people were saying, hey, you know, what do I do? What do I do? But his advice for people was always stay the course. So, so how about you? Tell me, tell me about, you know, with this last blip and, and things with, you know, the fluctuations and things like that. Tell me how you handled that. Yeah, you know, it, it's it's so easy to get defensive and call clients or when clients call, you go right into talking about the markets and the economy. And and I tell newer financial advisors in the industry all the time, that like, that's not the way you want to handle those types of calls when clients call in. You know, in times like these, we advise clients to really take a step back um, and, and look at what's most important to them and, and make sure that they have a clear vision for your, their vi- their values and a clear vision for their goals as well. So uh, good financial advisors, they're helping business owners through this market volatility, really in several ways, Julie. The first is really we try to take the emotions out of the investing, and that's not always easy. It's easier said than done, but during a period of market turbulence, you know, many of the self-guided investors, they really are letting their emotions drive the investment decisions. 
But if you're working with a financial advisor who's you know, helped develop a personalized investment strategy, that strategy is based on their goals. The goals aren't changing because the market goes down. You know, their risk tolerance may change a little bit, but you're, you're focusing on those the risk tolerance and they're looking at their time horizon. They're going to be far less likely to react to those extreme market conditions by making those ill-advised decisions. Uh, another thing is maintaining perspective. You know, when you're putting away money for the future and you certainly suddenly just have less of it, you might start to wonder if that future is you know, really in jeopardy. But if you're working with your advisor and, again, you follow your investment strategy, you'll know that you don't have to immediately cash out those investments at lost value. Uh, and you may not even have to liquidate them for decades if they're designed for the long term, uh, such as retirement. You know, we'll tell clients in times like this, if they need to pull out money, we're going to look at conservative assets that hadn't lost as much. And that's where we're going to go to is if we need access to capital, you know, whether it's for their personal use or even for the business use, we try not to touch anything that's down, you know, in times like this. But the, I think the most important really from a psychological standpoint is have an understanding of the history of investing and advisors are well aware, uh, you know, the history of the market, yeah. market volatility, and we share that with clients. Now we talk about like 1987, uh, October 1987, the market was down 24% in like one day. 35 years later this year, we were down about 24% for the whole year. So it kind of puts those things in perspective. When you look at the history of the markets, this year has been crazy. But 1987, this happened in one day in the market. Yes. Up that year, 2%. You know, three months later, you still were up 2% in 1987. So I tell stories like that and, and help put this stuff in perspective. And that really does help ease some of that anxiety that the clients have. And one of the other things I'll tell them, I'll say your level of anxiety is directly linked to your exposure to television and media in cases, because if you're watching too much of that stuff, it really can get the best of you and you start making, you know, the wrong decisions in that, in, in that light. Right. And plus you're listening to opinion too. You're not always listening to truth. So um, it's important to yeah. keep that in mind too. And I, I always, you know, like to look back on that historical data and just see that the markets all wet, always come back, right? I love that, you, you know, you talk about the strategy and aligning that with the goals and maintaining a proper perspective. Obviously, that's why they're working with you. So super good. I, I appreciate that input. Lastly, I just wanted to talk about your, your leadership role within the Edward Jones um, framework, within the organization, because I know that you are a go-to for a lot of other advisors, especially new people who are getting into working with business owners. Perhaps they've acquired a SIPA designation or some other exit planning designation, or maybe not. But I do know that, that you are that kind of that mentor. And I think it's awesome. Maybe you could just talk about that a little bit. Yeah, you know, it's something I'm so passionate about. My clients, you know, when it comes to business, my clients are the reason I get out of bed every morning. I'm so passionate about them. I'm on government affairs committee for some of the industries that I'm really passionate about, mm -hmm. uh, such as construction and manufacturing. And But that second reason I'm getting out of bed from a, from a business standpoint is, uh, is really helping some of the other advisors that our firm work on becoming uh, good, solid exit planning advisors. And, and so that's part of Edward Jones, though. It's not just me. Our culture calls on us to be continuous learners. Yes. Uh, 
that we're eager to expand our knowledge, our skills, and behaviors to really deliver that client experience of today, tomorrow, and out, you know, in the future as well. So it's not just me. We take our obligation to serve our clients really seriously, and we, we want to be work serve our clients deeply and to the best of our ability, which necessitates ongoing learning and development. And so becoming an exit planning advisor and not just a, a business, an advisor to business owners because all business owners, for the most part, they're going to have some form of succession or exit. So that's that's something I just felt was really um, important. And it's so fun watching how many advisors in our firm really start to pick up in this area. I mean, they always have. They just they're now really even more passionate about helping business owners because, you know, you and I both know that there's this 10 trillion dollar opportunity that's going to take place in the next decade or so. And, you know, we want to make sure that we're able to serve those clients when those, when those opportunities do happen and they're, you know, they're looking at transferring their company to future generations or to a third party. But, you know, it's those professional designations, you know, they allow us to accelerate our progress toward the future vision of our firm and by empowering our advisors like me to, to really explore confidentially and consistently all of our clients, their needs, their goals, and really recommend ways that they might achieve their goals and, and help them with different personalized strategies. So it's just a lot of fun. I, I've, I've never been more excited. And 20 years later, I thought maybe I'd be one of those advisors that's kind of settled in. And no, I'm even more on fire than I was 20 years ago when I was just starting out as an advisor. Uh, and, and, and I think it's because I'm with the firm that supports advisors with lifelong training. Yes. Um, with practical tailored support and just mentoring from all levels, regardless of where you're at in your career at the firm. I would emphasize that too and agree with that because I've met so many advisors with Edward Jones, especially being on faculty with the Exit Planning Institute that I'm just, I'm so impressed yeah. with professionalism, with the dedication to, you know, being client centric you know, like you said about learning and growing and there really is a philosophy there and a set of values that is, like I said, super impressive. And so anyway, I really appreciate you being on the show. Super great content and advice as always. Jesse, is there anything that you'd like to leave our listeners with that we didn't talk about? Any tips? I think it's important whether you're a, uh, a business owner or you are in the M&A space, um, to if you're a business owner, you know, make sure you have a good team of advisors, folks like value acceleration consultants that are going to help them, you know, either keep their business or sell their business, uh, depending on where they're at. Have a team of CPAs and attorneys and financial advisors um, and, and make sure that they're playing well in the sandbox together. Right. Uh, because when they play well in the sandbox together and, and they're collaborative and everyone's on the same page and I think the outcomes are best. Uh, and if you're one of those professionals, um, I, I advise those professionals just to continue to reach out to the attorney. If you're in the, if you're a CPA or if you're an advisor, uh, quarterback, that team of advisors, you know, every team needs to have a quarterback. And sometimes Juliet might be you um, or sometimes it's me or sometimes it's a CPA, but as long as there's a quarterback and there's a team and you're collaborating, the end goal is going to be good for that client. Couldn't agree more. Thanks for the tips. Super good advice as usual. Thanks everyone for joining us. We hope that you join us again next time and enjoy your holidays. Thanks, Jesse. Talk to you soon. Likewise.